Lucky number 13 here at the Sling Sports Podcast with your host, Jay Finnerty, your co-host, Wally McKean. Wally, we're back after a little short break last week. Yeah, it was nice to have some time off, go home, see the family, eat Be very turkey, thankful. Be plenty thankful. Um, but it's also very nice to be back here, back in the studio, back talking some sports with of you, course, Jake. Of course, of course. It's good to be here. Yeah, um, I was thinking, like, you know, coming up to when the listeners are listening, it's going to be December. Um, it's pretty wild right now, but also... Like pretty soon we're gonna have to do a couple episodes over Zoom. Yeah. Over over the break. We've it's only gonna got... be kind of sad. We only got a couple of those under our belt so far. Yeah, and uh, we've got about I think two more after this in person, and then it'll be Zoom for about a month or so, and be back here. But let's enjoy it while yeah. we are here. Yeah, of course, Most of course, we love enjoying it. But you know, talking about enjoying things, talking about some highlights, some highlights of the break, some highlights of our week. What was going on during your break, or what's gonna go on that you're looking forward to? Um, rather than doing the traditional, you know, hang out with the family, which is always nice, I'll talk about my upcoming weekend, which I think I do every week. Um, and that is, I've got a friend from my camp uh, coming up this weekend. I've seen him once in about three and a half years. Um, so I'm very excited to hang out with him, show him the sights of sunny Syracuse, New York, um, just catch up and all that. It'll be really nice. That's that's great. I can't wait to meet him, man. Yeah, can't wait to you meet will him. meet him on yeah, Friday I will. night. I have will. a couple of guys over to meet yeah. him. It'll be really gonna, fun. Gonna enjoy our nice weekend, the start of the weekend. Um, my highlight of the week, though, um, you know, like you said, I feel like I feel like I can't really, uh, you know, we always talk about you know giving thanks. Uh, you know, that was all. That's all great. That's all great. That that was, I'm not saying that wasn't a highlight. It's plenty of highlight. But uh, coming up. Tomorrow night, or tonight when you're listening, uh, me, every, all my roommates and all Wally's roommates are having a bit of a competition. Uh, we're going to be just going against each other, some hardcore competition while we're watching the, the football game tomorrow, so I can't wait. It'll be fun. I can't wait for that. It'll be a nice little game It's gonna be. It's going to be great. Uh, details cannot be ex- uh, exposed, but <laughs> it's going to be a good time. <laughs> uh, but now, starting off, we're going to start off with two sports uh, a little you know just little rundowns um ncaa basketball a lot has happened within the past couple weeks but you know can't lie i haven't really been paying full attention to it yet you know it really no. doesn't really start until conference it's really play. Been on the back burner a bit for me yeah i mean especially with everything else going on there's yeah, so much totally. to follow. um one of the biggest things though that i want to talk about especially you know we're from syracuse we talk about syracuse a ton um is joe gerard struggling mightily stinks he's awful i was fully expecting him to have a bit of a resurgence going back to the prime shooting guard his natural position and nope not one bit well last night yeah last night syracuse plays in the acc big 10 challenge against illinois um we knew it was gonna be a tough game going in you know there's no doubt about that but joe gerard was so bad that the announcers were saying that they need to start looking to the transfer portal for shooting guards to play and excuse me and judah mince even only shot three for 16 last night he's been carrying the team as a true freshman as well which on its own is definitely problematic um, yeah at a program like syracuse if you're duke maybe and you have your true freshman that's going to be a lottery pick feel free but uh they have been terrible this well entire you know season. the the comeback of jesse edwards you know you think he's yeah. going to be a big presence whether it's on defense offensively even um He's kind of been non-existent. Him and Judah 
both scoring nine, and they're the leading scorers for Syracuse last night yep. in a game where they lose by 30 points. Yeah, and they barely break 40 points as well yeah. offensively. They're yeah. atrocious. Um, it's very bad. I quickly want to say, though, the game before they lost to Bryant um, and the Judah Mins doug Eddard <laughs> brawl. I just thought it was so funny. Um, doug not that, slapped not, not that I ran. Not that I condone violence or anything, but it was so humorous. Judah... A uh, little little love tap to Doug on the side of the face. Doug winding up, clapping him, and then Doug just runs away yeah. immediately. Doug so starts funny. Doug starts sprinting, and John Bull Ajax starts <laughs> so chasing him. Funny. And then Doug is basically like, "Hold me back, yeah. hold me back." But you and know. Doug got the last laugh anyway. So yeah, yeah. But I know made me laugh. Yeah, it was a funny game. But Houston. At the number one spot after UNC collapses, back-to-back losses, they dropped all the way down to 18. They tanked, absolutely tanked. I didn't think the AP poll would disrespect them that much, the AP writers. I thought they I, would have a little bit. So I, I, I did watch their game against Iowa State. Yeah. And there's one thing that I could take away from it, and that is that Baycott is struggling mightily. Yeah. He has looked awful so far this year. Maybe they're still doing some work on Outer Banks. That's what's taking him so long. <laughs> He's, uh, he had to come back to the studio to get some finishing touches. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. He's been, yeah, he's been t- atrocious. Um, You know, so many shots on the inside, even just, like, mid to short range jump shots that he was airballing. Like, yeah. I've never seen a big man airball that, that many bad. shots or yeah. airball that bad. <clears throat> he was awful. And my brother, you know, I, I consider this a sin considering I'm a Syracuse fan. I grew up a Syracuse fan. I go to Syracuse. He's a UNC fan. Ugh. I immediately texted him and said, Baycott sucks. He <laughs> is awful. And just watch UNC. You'll know exactly what I mean right now. I mean, this is this is kind of the point in the season where you're trying to figure everything yeah. out. Because before you go into conference play, that's what you want. Yeah. But just... Like, there's no excuse for that if you're the number one team. No, especially if you have a team that was so hyped up. You had a final, you had a national championship appearance last year. They had, like, record-setting ne- starters coming back. Nearly everyone returned from that lineup, um, and then they stink. Quickly, I just want to say Houston. Though, I was going to say, we haven't even talked much about Houston. Houston, but, yeah. in the number one spot for the first time since 1983, their third time overall in program history. 1983, they lost in the national championship that year. Um, so good things to come for Houston. I, uh, I've got a good feeling about that. I was going to say, you're a big stack guy. You think am, Houston, yeah. You think Houston's going to be the one? I, no, I don't. <laughs> but I ride with the history, and right now it looks like they've got a good shot at least the Final Four. Um, but, I, man, I love March Madness. I, <laughs> I love, can't wait. I love finding I the stats wait. now. I love looking at them in November, <laughs> December. It doesn't matter. I'm you, finding you got to start diving now. Uh, but going to the number two spot in the AP, this is just, you know, I love talking about Texas because horns yeah, up. Do. Horns up. I love Texas. Yeah. I do. They're back, huh? (laughs) Texas is back. I think overall, though, the entire, like, the top five, top six even, even the top ten, like, the Blue Bloods are kind of falling down Everyone shuffled around. Houston, Texas, Arizona, Purdue, Baylor, Creighton. Creighton at number seven. Um, There's a lot of schools that now we've come to know as top five, top ten programs, but even so, it's weird not seeing the UNC's, the Dukes, the Kansas's, the you usual know, ones. I love college basketball because it's a lot different from football where like football you clearly have your power 5 conferences but out yeah. of those there's really only two big ones and that's yeah. the Big 10 and the SEC. Yeah. Uh but in basketball, like Houston, they're in the American Conference and they're at number 1 right now. Like they could easily challenge anyone else in any of those big conferences like mm-hmm. that. Like it's just so much more of a wide open field that I feel like it's so exciting to watch yeah. whenever they play those big teams. I love it. 
Uh, like we said, conference play is still to come. I believe Syracuse takes on Notre Dame this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when that's when it's going to get started. That's when the ball is going to get rolling. That's when everything's going to go downhill for the Orange. Yeah. If it hasn't already <laughs> gone downhill. The train hasn't left the station. It's really leaving them. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, on to the World Cup. A big, big turn of events this week. USA! The U.S. USA. advances in Group B. They go to the knockout rounds after beating Iran. Insane. Christian Pulisic putting his life on the line for that goal. He's that guy. He is that guy. He's you know he's from it. Hershey, Pennsylvania? Is he now? He is. I didn't know that. He is. Uh, they'll take on, I don't know if I just said this, they'll take on the Netherlands on Saturday. I believe yep. it's at 9 a.m. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Thankfully. Okay. okay. I would not be getting up at 9 a.m. I was going to say, I know it's I know I can, it's early. I can I can do the 10 a.m. for them. Um, my favorite part about the U.S. winning, advancing to the knockout stage um, is how the U.S. doesn't care about <laughs> soccer at all. And but the, the second that they make it, the, so, everyone, they win, everyone's everyone. fully invested in it. Um, and they go out of their way to irritate the rest of the world, calling it the soccer Lombardi, call Pulisic soccer Tom Brady. It's yeah. so much fun. I love it. I think I think it's you know it's definitely telling like nobody honestly like a majority of the people in the U.S. don't follow soccer when they do it's the fifth most popular sport when they do they don't follow it here like we have the MLS but people here will follow the Premier League like me myself I follow the Premier League Mm -hmm. but that's like the extent of where I'll go like Premier League Champions League um but most people do not follow it. And the second that the U.S. makes it, they're just all Fully like, invested. yeah, and everyone it. is getting frustrated about it. I love it. it. Everyone's getting frustrated. Well, they, they're also the youngest team. They were the youngest team in the World Cup period. Oh, I thought they were the, the third youngest. Or they were the youngest to advance, something, okay. something okay. like that. I would say they are they are very young. Felicity, Either, I think, is only 34 or 30, or not 34, 24, 24. 24. Yeah, I was going to say 34. I was say not 34, that not young. 34. Um, either way, though, they're ahead of schedule. There are good things to come. Mm-hmm. Hosting the World Cup in 2026 as yeah, well. Yeah. I'm really going to try and go to one of those games. I'm trying to fun. as well. They're going everywhere. They're yeah. going to Philly, New York. They're going to Canada as well. And I would Mexico. say they're going to Canada, Mexico. It's all in North really America. Cool. So looking forward it'll, to be, it. it'll be great. Uh, now, going on to the MLB, uh, we missed out on the MVP finishing mm-hmm. votes, and that's Aaron Judge and Paul Goldschmidt winning MVP, respectively. Yeah. Um, you know, we both saw this coming. We both predicted it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to beat out these guys. Uh, and anything you want to say, Aaron we, Judge? Now we await on the Aaron Judge sweepstakes, even though he's going to the Yankees, <laughs> and everyone is overhyping something that doesn't mean anything. I don't know. He's been in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, it's nice out there. Why would you want to be in the Bronx in late November? Get out of there. <laughs> um, going out to former National League MVP, uh, and that's Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had... He has been reported to get Tommy John surgery, which means he is out until most likely the All-Star game of next year. It's a big hit. Meaning he'll also miss the World Baseball Classic in this upcoming, I think it's March. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the World Baseball Classic because they don't do it that often. There's not really like a consistent schedule to it. No, it's just, you know, whenever it can. Um, Yeah, it'll be exciting. Except for that Dominican Republic team in particular. I I would say that U.S. team, if Harper was playing, was going to be like one of the best U.S. teams that we've seen in recent years. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, But it'll be very exciting. Uh, Some free agent moves while we're moving forward, and that's Jose Abreu to Houston. The the rich get richer, sadly. Much to the pain of a Yankee fan and probably the entire MLB. Um, A Phillies fan as well, losing to them in the World Series. Houston... Houston has made six straight ALCS appearances. They're going to get to ten. 
straight. They might make the World Series every year through 2025 yeah. because they keep bringing up these young talents like Jeremy Pena, Jordan Alvarez, these people that keep coming up. And then they now they're going into free agency, signing one of the best first basemen in all of baseball. And now they're targeting Wilson Contreras On top as well, of all of that? To add to it. Yeah. I, I can't. It. I can't. I hate I it. I can't. <laughs> I hate Houston. <laughs> um, Mike Clevenger signing with the White Sox, giving them – much needed help on the bump you know they were expected to win the al central this year Flop. clearly did not do that yeah um you know lots of disappointing finishes for that team and now getting clevenger that's a big add and actually kind of a big loss for the padres as well yeah uh losing out on him but it's kind of like a passing of the torch in shy town um losing abreu and replacing him yeah. with clevenger moving in uh to the pitching era, focusing on that a little bit more, building it up. And they're going to hire a new manager at some point that Tony La Russa stepped down at the end of last season. Um, there's a new era coming for them, which is kind of weird considering how hyped they were. Um, but we'll see what they end up doing. I don't know. season, what they do in the future. We shall see. It's an open division. It's a good division to be in if you're trying to rebuild and win at the same time. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, moving to the NHL. The Devils still going strong. They're at 38 points at the top of the Metropolitan Division. And they're filthy. I they admit are. it. I, uh, they are. I, I kind of discredited them a little bit. I wrote, I wrote them off. I said uh, that they're going to fall back down to earth. And they haven't. They just thumped the Rangers um, on, what was that, either Monday night, I believe. Um, they have all of my respect. They're right now the best team in that division. By yeah, wide they've, margin. I mean, they've been playing out of their minds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've said... They're a very young team, ahead of schedule. Mm -hmm. They'll come back down, but no, they've they've shown that even with this young talent, they can they can do some damage, They're and legit. they've been doing some damage to say the least. Plenty of it. Um, you can talk a little bit about the Tampa Bay Lightning, your team. I'll talk about the Rangers after. Yeah, so the Lightning uh, coming back a bit, um, getting back to where they probably should be or should have been, I should say. Um, third in the Atlantic right now, 27 points. They charged a comeback on Monday in Buffalo to win 6-5 to five in overtime. They were down 5-3 to three at one point. Um, it was a pretty great game. And they played the Bruins last night, you know, tough on a back-to-back. -back. They played the, the Red Hot Bruins. Yeah. Um, they've been insane. They lost 3-1 to one to them. But Steven Stamkos earned his 999th point last night. So he is one away. That's from a thousand, that's very exciting. Congratulations to Stamkos, even though I don't like him. <laughs> um, now to talk about the Rangers, they stink. Um, and I, 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 again, I'm going to keep saying they'll figure it out at some point. They're hovering around that second wild card spot right now, or a little over quarter way through the season. But the Edmonton game on Sunday was just depressing. Um, they were up 3-0 going into the third period, and they managed to give up four goals in the third period alone to blow that game. Um, Igor Shosturkin has been very disappointed in himself. He has made it clear that he's not playing up to par. Not even Igor, but the entire defense has been terrible, blowing games like that, giving up five goals to New Jersey. Um, not a knock on New Jersey, but you're not going to win a game giving up five. Yeah. The offense is more or less fine. They could produce a little bit more, but it's just coming down to crunch time. They have blown multiple games this year. They're not very good in overtime, not good in shootouts. They keep going in the wrong direction. Again, it's a long season. They're hanging in there. They're around 500. They've got 24 points. I think they'll make the playoffs still, but it has not been a very enjoyable 30 game, 25 games or so. Well, if, if 
this if the results stick and they might have to end up playing either the Bru- either the Bruins or, exactly. the, or the Devils the which round. would be tough Very extremely tough. tough and if they're underperforming at that point then mm-hmm. that's that's a goodbye first round for for New York goodbye the whole season goodbye yeah. to your president's uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um expansion team showing yeah. lots of strength on the table right now it seems like this is just a nhl kind of thing as well i don't know any other league where the expansion team comes in and we saw vegas obviously their first year but this is seattle in year two and yeah. they're a legitimate threat um in the pacific division they're in second right now i mean one of the teams that i will say in other leagues that did well in in their first couple of years is the jaguars yeah. which is pretty shocking yeah, but like the clearly didn't keep up the consistency yeah um and it hasn't been consistent but the knights made the uh, made the final in their first year mm-hmm. and they still hover around the top yeah and the kraken this is only their second year and they're still hovering around the top it's yeah. pretty insane it's awesome you know it's exciting though. it's good for, it's, it's good for the exciting. game of hockey when you yeah. put in an expansion team this is exactly what you want obviously even better than that you didn't think they would compete from day one now that they have NHL is definitely head over heels right now with how they're playing. Yeah, and the Knights wore those uh, new uniforms, I believe it was this past week, and they looked awesome. Yeah. They came out with like the black light and the glow. In there's the dark. like the yeah, the glow in the dark That's stuff sweet. on them. It was it was really cool. That's sweet. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe a league that will get a Seattle expansion team pretty soon. Yeah. The NBA. I've been talking about. Um, it. Often we talk about this man on this podcast. I'd love to talk about this man. I don't know if it's a we or if it's a you. <laughs> talk say it's about it's this more man. of a me because he's, he's always he's always a story. It's always a headline, and that's Patrick Beverly, free <laughs> Pat Bev. Um, that's the shirt. That's the shirts that he came out with. Uh, he, I believe it was last week, right? I mean, I know we missed it. Yeah, um, it was a week ago. I think it was yeah, seven days ago. So Patrick Beverly, the Lakers in a game against the Suns. Uh, foul call on Austin Reeves or whoever. Austin Reeves on the ground. DeAndre Ayton has the ball. Stands over him. Pepev does not like this. Bodies him. Runs over, shoves him to the ground, and is telling Ayton, a dude that, might I add, is probably like almost 12 or twelve inches taller than him. He close to like it. 100 pounds yeah. on him as well. Um, is telling him to fight him, and yeah. he wants a right hook. Uh, so Pepev gets ejected and then gets suspended for three games. And the the best part of it all is that Pepev said this morning that he would do it all over again. If oh, he yeah. had the opportunity, he would shove Aiton once again, looking out for his teammate. Um, I also kind of get the three-game suspension, though. Uh, <laughs> it, like, if you're shoving, one, you can't body someone blindsided, but the way that he shoved Aiton, his ankle or something could have gotten caught under Austin Reeves. He could have twisted it, could have fallen. Um I like I like the violence though I like the shoving it's funny you know <laughs> it the, the, whenever there's a fight the suspension I guess was warranted no it was <laughs> it was it was definitely warranted um you know could have risked injury but Pepev I love it you know sticking up for his teammates yeah. showing that showing that promise showing that totally. Pepev motor that might Pepev I add. passion yeah yeah um another story about the Lakers though LeBron was out for five games and the Lakers won those games five straight and then LeBron came back. And I don't think they've won yet. That's just since a he's returned. That's I don't know. I don't know if it is. He's the king. I don't know if it is. LeBron, when the when LeBron plays with the team, they only have two wins. When LeBron doesn't play with the team, they're, they're five. five and zero. Oh. LeBron's a weird guy. I don't know how long he's even going to be on the Lakers for either. He could be gone in a couple of years. Requ- no, he's going to request a trade this year <laughs> <laughs> to get out of there already. <laughs> uh, speaking of you know avoiding injury, cat. Avoided a major injury 
Uh, he's only out four to six weeks now. Thankfully, and that should probably be enough for Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert to carry the load a bit, hang around the play-in spot. That's where they are right now. They're a game under five hundred. Um, it's a big loss for those four to six weeks, but not losing him for the entire season at least keeps them in the race for one of those playing spots. Yeah, you know, having Cat, I think Cat is, everyone can agree that Cat is a lot more of an offensive threat than Rudy Gobert. Yep. Um, I hate Rudy Gobert. I know you do I don't. don't think that he's good. <laughs> uh, but, you know, getting Cat back is going to very much aid this Timberwolves team. But this time should, you know, give Anthony Edwards a little bit more time to Mm-hmm. Get his feel with Gobert. Get yeah. get the spacing right, um, everything like that, because he's been kind of off this year ever since Gobert has joined the team. I think I think it'll be benef- not not ben- beneficial, obviously, not having Carl Anthony Towns on the floor, but I think it might help, as you said, Edwards and Gobert. Yeah, bit. it'll progress their their chemistry together on the floor. Yeah. Um, Kyrie Irving actually returned to the Nets last Sunday. Yeah, and. Uh, that was shocking. Yeah, I didn't expect it to happen that fast. I didn't expect it to happen, period. And it kind of just, you know, out of nowhere, they were like, oh, he met with the GM. He did Now he's on the floor. To. But what I didn't that? really, I didn't fully see much of, it's all right. He did He did what he did. He did what, what he was did asked. What, yeah. He did what was asked, you know. Even if it wasn't public. I was going to say. So, I don't. We don't We don't yeah. run the Nets. It's not our, no, not our duty. No, no more comments on that. But Ben Simmons returned to Philadelphia. Scored 11 points, had 11 rebounds, a double-double, and still lost without <laughs> Embiid, without Harden, without Maxi. The city of Philadelphia was loving this. What a field day. Um, I'm just starting to think now, maybe Ben Simmons isn't that good at basketball, <laughs> and he's not worth the money, he's not worth trading away so many people to acquire him. I don't think he's that great. Are you, are you sure? Are you positive? Because so many people in the Nets organization believe he's the guy. Well, I think the Nets are kind of stupid then <laughs> if they think that. And I've, I've said for multiple episodes now, the Nets need to tear it down, start over with everything. Um, it's been a total letdown in the KD, Kyrie era, even throwing in Ben Simmons there. Start over. Start fresh after this season. Should have done it before this season. but I think, I think the middle of the summer when – you know, there were rumors that Kyrie was going, that yeah, KD wanted out. All of that. You should have just done it. Yeah, You should have totally. done it. However, they would have been stuck with Ben Simmons. Yeah. Which is, which is even worse. worse. <laughs> 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 um, but the uh, the NBA, still lots of closed races. Um, you know, right now, the Celtics leading the East with the Bucks and the Cavs not far behind them. And the Suns, the Nuggets, the Pelicans all at the top of the West, so... Keep an eye out for that. Um, and most importantly, in the Eastern Conference, the play-in teams, the New York Knicks, baby, one game under they, 500. I was going to say, are they, are they still 500? They won by 30 last night. Um, <laughs> but they're getting back into it. They lost two in a row. They fell two under. We're going to get back to 11 and 11. I was going to say, they're going to gonna float back around, float back around to that 500 spot. Never it. over, sometimes under. <laughs> That's awesome. uh, but now let's get into the halftime hustle. We're going to start with Drip of the Week, and I know your Drip of the Week. Yeah, you do, because so, really excited so about it. So, I'll start with mine, because okay. mine is not as good. Okay. Um, You know, Trevor Lawrence, big game this week. We'll how talk many, about how it. How many we'll times have it. you picked Trevor Lawrence? For drip only, of the week? only once, I thought. Oh, really? With the, with the like, $1,600 shirt. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, but now this is the second time, so he's yeah. a second time Drip of the Week uh, winner. <laughs> Um, he's getting cl- he's getting up there with Pat Bev. I think Pat Bev has like three or four. <laughs> Pat Bev has a lot. <laughs> um, 
But Trevor Lawrence, post-game press conference, actually, I mean, he was wearing this to the game, but this has been a couple of weeks now, um, just subtly wearing this chain, this gold chain with the nice Jaguar symbol on it. And the Jaguars logo is just clean. Yeah. I love it, um, you know, especially as a Jaguars fan. But, you know, when Trevor's rocking that, you know, rocking his team, showing love, especially after a big performance like Sunday, which we'll get into, yeah. um, you know, just, just love it. It, it, shows, looks, it looks great. It looks subtle. It shows that he's committed to the team as well, which yeah. you definitely love to see as a fan. And even if you if you work in the Jaguars franchise, you should be head over heels right now. Um, my drip of the week, I immediately <laughs> texted you when I saw it um, on Sunday night. And I said, I'm, I was, claim, I'm claiming my drip of the week now. So I was in the car driving here, and I get the text. I have my, or I call my drip of the week from the Washington game. Yeah. And I go, oh, is it the statue which i will i do want to talk about at some point too yes. because i thought you were going to do it as a joke because that statue was just atrocious and it was awful um but then i go on instagram and see what you were talking about so i'm gonna pass this one over to you yeah so my trip of the week is brian robinson wearing his big hat um and the best part about the press conference when he was wearing his big hat um, Brian Robinson said his friend has a quote big hat company and then he said if you want a big hat let me know I'll hook you up with a big hat um, and when, when he says big he means big he means huge um, like huge and the, the awesome part about the style of the big hat is it's still form fitting to your head whatever they do I think I think there's like a giant foam piece yeah. that like sits on your head there's been like after that press conference I've seen m- Multiple so many people, big hats. Multiple people. It's I think awesome. Markel Foltz had one. Yeah. Um, someone on the on the Capitals had one. They wore it to the game. It's awesome. Um, the wizard, the hat. Wizards mascot had one. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's hat. a lot of people. So you know, I might be hitting up Brian Robinson for a big hat. That might be the new trend. <laughs> um, now on to our players of the week. Do you have your final uh, player of the week from college football? I do. The regular I do. season. Um. Sad, a sad day. We've been through, uh, what is it, 13 weeks now? Yeah. College football. My final one goes out to EJ Warner, true freshman quarterback at Temple, 45 of 63 for 527 yards and five touchdowns, and he threw a pick. But he lost in a 46-49 loss to East Carolina University. Um, but it's important to me that we recognize phenomenal games, even in a losing effort. It's not your yeah. fault when your defense gives up 49 points. Well, I was going to say, too, you know, that one pick, when you're throwing 63 passes, like yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty difficult to not throw one interception. Exactly. Um, had a 164.7 rating, 74.7 QBR. And he's the son of Kurt Warner. Um, wow. Enough. Wow. He's got a bright future ahead. He was a three-star recruit. Um, and again, true freshman at Temple. More things to come for EJ Warner. I was going to say, maybe he, can, maybe he can get Temple back in that you know, competing state. Yeah, get him back at we'll least see. in the top 25. I mean, that American Conference is pretty wide open every single mm-hmm. year. So, we'll see. Uh, my player of the week is also from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, it's Zay Jones, though. Zay Jones. Ah, that for sure will be Trevor Lawrence. No, Zay Jones having 11 receptions on Sunday with 145 yards and a game-winning two-point conversion. Worth every penny. Now, Zay Jones is the fourth player in the NFL this year to have 11 receptions for over 100 yards, but no touchdown on a game. And I know two of those players. It's a weird statistic. Are, I know. ESPN two of the players. Two of the players are Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and both of them are on my fantasy team, so no wonder <laughs> I'm three and eight. Um, 
Great game for Zay Jones, though. Great, great showing. Um, we'll get into that game later, yes. obviously. But moving on to the NCAA, it is championship week. Great it's week. Gonna, it's it's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. Um, Ohio State this past week losing to Michigan. Uh, Michigan will face Purdue in the Big Ten championship. A Purdue team that Syracuse beat, uh, meaning the Big Seven Ten. Seven and four. The, the Big Ten really needs to figure themselves out and realign the conference, do something else with the divisions, find a new way to work out a championship. This is not a good system because every single good team is in the same division. Well, it, it'll shift around a bit once UCLA and USC join. Yeah, so hopefully. we'll see. Um, we can hope for the best. I do want to comment on Ohio State. Ohio State down, I believe it was seven or eight. Yeah. They kicked the they kicked the ball off, touchback yeah. at the twenty five. Yeah. How do you give up a seventy five yard touchdown run just like to that. basically seal the game like that for Michigan? Well, a lot and of it people, wasn't. It also wasn't even their their first string running back. Donovan Edwards. Yeah. Uh, was in for Blake Corum. If he played in that game, he could have been in the Heisman talk. Yeah. Way more. Um, but only played a couple of snaps. The knee injury caught up to him. Um, but Ohio State, a lot of people talk about not going for it on fourth down. C.J. Stroud was visibly upset, telling the team to go back. Um, I saw a video, though, that the play when they went f- uh, when they punted that on fourth down there at like their own 42, 43 yard line. Apparently, Ohio State was trying to run a fake, and something went wrong with the long snapper. And he did not snap it to who he was supposed to because there was a hole that opened mm. up. The punter was visibly confused. Um, he was not aware. Like, he was thrown off by that the snap actually came to him. He still punted it off and everything. And then the rest is history. But I wonder, was that fake punt actually supposed to happen? Again, it's idiotic to go for a fake punt when you have C.J. Stroud. You have a top three offense yeah. in all of college football. But even so, I still think Ohio State's a very good team. Ohio State is a very good team. However, I think they're a very good offense. They're an awful defense. And that's, I don't think the and defense that's... is awful. I think it just failed them in, mm. in a key spot. I don't think it's awful. It's not good. It's not I think Michigan's it's, I think defense. It's, I think it's, it's not awful. I, it's better than Tennessee's defense, mm-hmm. but it is nowhere near a top defense no, in college not football. All. Not at all. Um, I mean, that's just comparable to like those top yeah. you know, 10 teams that 100%. I'm talking about, though. Uh, but... We'll see. You know, C.J. Stroud's still in the Heisman conversation, which we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, USC beating Notre Dame to claim that fourth college football spot, and you had some issue with, with USC before this game. Um, yeah, I did, because they lost a game to Utah, and Utah's not even in the top ten right now. Um, that's their lone loss in the season, who they're also going to play in the Pac-12. I would say, who they, have to, who they have to face for a rematch. Um, but USC, right after Ohio State lost, I said Ohio State should still be in at the fourth spot, but USC looked phenomenal against Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame is that good either, um, depending on how they play against Utah. But they have gained my respect, 100%. USC and the, the Trojans, they have my respect. I think they're deserving of that fourth spot. As of now. That could yeah. change depending on what happens on Friday night. But as of right now, they have my respect. They deserve that spot. You know, I've been a, a big USC guy all year. I had them in my top four going into the you season. Did. Yeah. Um, I think that Caleb Williams is great. Yeah. I think Caleb Williams should win the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Um, and Saturday just showed how talented he can be and how talented this offense can be as well. It really showed how special he is. Yeah. He kind of has a, a lot of people were, I hate this comparison, but a lot of people were saying Patrick I, Mahomes. Yes, I was going to say that. But the, the only reason that I acknowledge the Patrick Mahomes comparison 
is his ability ability to escape out of the pocket and still get the ball away. Not only that, but for no reason, no one can tackle him. Yeah, like, he's not overly fast. That, he's not super strong. He's not twitchy. Just no one can tackle him my, in the backfield. My, my dad and I watching that game together, but also even talking about it on the ride back on Sunday, we were just like I literally said like I don't. I personally, I don't think he'll be as good as Mahomes because no, you know no one, no, no one, one no be. one thought, yeah, no one thought Mahomes was going to be as good as he is anyway, yeah. um, coming out of college. But you know, you you look at his mannerisms and things too, like the way he carries the ball, the way he throws yeah, the ball, similar. It's very similar, mm-hmm. and I thought I was watching like a like a smaller, like more compact Mahomes in that game, and it was frustrating considering I'm yeah, a Notre Dame fan, like. like you know they ha- and Notre Dame had chances to win that game as well. Plenty, but yeah. um, you know it'll. It, I think this Pac-12 championship is going to be big. I I personally think that USC is going to come out with a vengeance yeah, and they're gonna they they're gonna too. blow them out. Um, I'm also hoping for a solid game from Jordan Addison. Not too big though, because I want him to slide <laughs> down so the Giants can draft him so they can have a actual outside wide receiver. But I'm worried that if uh, USC makes it to the playoff and Addison and Williams keep up their connection from this year, um, then I'm going to miss out on Jordan Addison. But you I'm might, hoping, I'm you hoping might, that sadly. he somehow slides. But we'll see. Maybe you well. can get OBJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, TCU, your Horn Frog. <laughs> That's remain, right, baby. Remain undefeated. The Big 12 championship this weekend against Kansas State. Total curb stomping of Iowa State last week. All season long, everyone said TCU plays down to their opponent. They can't beat teams convincingly they don't blow anyone out um they absolutely blew iowa state out of the water from the get-go um max duggan is quote in the heisman conversation but he's kind of stalled out a little bit he's still doing his job he'll probably be he'll be in the three four five range yeah he'll be he'll finish in the top five for voting um but even so tcu is undefeated baby big game against kansas state for the big 12 championship winning your end um maybe even winning winning losing in but I think definitely win, punch your ticket. Um, well, I'm this is about it. this is the question that I have: Is there still hope for Ohio State and Alabama? For Ohio State, yes. For Alabama, no. And Ohio State has a very clear path. If USC loses, Ohio State's in. If TCU loses, that's where things are a little bit more interesting to me. Um, if I, both of them lose as well. If both lose, uh, then I think then you have to wonder. No, then both of them get in. I think both of them, Ohio State and Alabama, would get in. Yeah, I was going to say because of the because of the committee's favoritism towards Alabama, I would say personally. Well, then USC doesn't have an argument against either of them because then Ohio State only. Has yeah, Alabama, well, no, 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 if if, if you if UF, if USC loses, they don't have an argument. They're out at all. TCU, meanwhile, that's a little different. Could have an argument with Bama because they only have one loss, yeah. and it was in a championship game, but. I think the committee looks at the SEC as a much stronger conference and Bama's losses as much more like difficult opponents. At the time. The yes, yes, LSU, at the time. LSU's fallen off a little bit. Um, and has, and but again, so has Tennessee. Kansas State is at what now, 11, I think, at the most recent one? They're, they're 10, at 10, 10, 10, I believe. So that's not a bad loss for TCU if they do lose to them. It's but, not awful, but I, do, I don't think that they're going to view that loss as as – as big of a loss, or as, like, they're going to view that loss bigger than either of Bama That'd losses. just be crazy to me, though. You put two losses in over one loss, and that one loss came in a conference championship. I don't know. That's don't, just me, though. I'm just saying, I've seen I've seen crazier things happen. 
I'm so also I'm, I was kind of surprised that they put Ohio State at five. I thought for sure Bama would leapfrog. I them, thought Bama would leap them as five, well, but not the case. Not well. the case. I'm excited. excited no, to see I'm, what I'm comes, happy what Bama didn't leapfrog them though. Uh, going to the NFL, the big dogs. Yeah. Um, you know, we always start this off talking about injuries, talking about the sad part of the week. Um, and that's Darnell Mooney and Elijah Mitchell are out for the year. So is Kyle Pitts. They uh, said he got surgery this morning. It was kind of expected for Kyle Pitts, mm-hmm. but um, you know now it's official. Poor Kyle Pitts fantasy owners. Yeah, <laughs> what a bust, man. <laughs> he won't. He will not be going anytime soon. Uh, Najee and Aaron Rodgers avoid major injuries. Could return this week. Um, the only injury that's actually like relevant though is the Elijah Mitchell one. Not to yeah. write off any of the other players we discussed. Um, but now, that's CMC's running back room. That is his team at the running back position. Um, Jimmy G's going to rely on him even more. I'm excited to see how, how he handles that. Obviously, we've well, seen him do it in Carolina, this is but also, now he's going to do it in a winning environment. This is also kind of you know where you get a little nervous as, as a CMC fan or a CMC fantasy owner or any, any, any you know CMC-related anything. Now that there's no Because the fact that he's fully won mm-hmm. he's getting all that load is he going to be injury prone or injury yeah. you know this is the test yeah this is where we're looking to see if he's got those glass ankles still <laughs> i think if uh if he can stay healthy though san francisco is going to be i've said it be i agree i think i think that i think they're i think they're the team to beat in the, the nfc, NFC. Yeah. in the nfc good take um before we get into the games i want to talk a bit about deshaun taylor thing. yeah atrocious so pathetic. that's two years in a row mm-hmm. that they've had the sean taylor appreciation day in washington yep and they've absolutely botched it well they do two years ago they had like well last year last year it was like the 21 on the field yeah but then they didn't red, do anything else velvet rope around yeah it. that's all they did and on top of that jackson mahomes was, was dancing, dancing on top yeah. of the number yeah it's not good and then this year you know preseason they go on the website you know, the commanders put out all this press stuff. Sean Taylor statue reveal. Sean Taylor statue. appreciation Keyword. statue. Keyword that they say statue. statue. Mm-hmm. So the day comes. Everyone's excited. Uh, the Taylor family is there. It's like right in front. You could yeah. see the reactions as this thing is revealed. Yeah. They take off the cloak. It literally looks like a mannequin from Dick's. Yeah. Um, it looks like the NFL just revealed their color rush uniforms in a clear tube. And it's not a statue at all, and it is a, a disgrace, quite frankly, yeah, Sean Taylor it is. and his family. It is. And on top of that, you know, helmet was fine. Jersey was a Nike jersey, which yeah. Sean Taylor never wore. Yeah. Reebok pants. I don't even know what socks. <laughs> and then not Adidas good. cleats. Not good. On, and even more on top of that, they didn't even have... The uh, the decency to put the tape around his helmet. Yeah. The tape well. that he would do. Mm-hmm. Didn't even do that. Nothing. Another Dan Snyder failure. Yeah. No surprise. Like, after That's that, how do you not force the man to sell the team? Mm-hmm. It's absolutely atrocious. It's right. just, like, tarnishing the man's legacy. Mm-hmm. And his family's legacy as well. Yeah. Their own legacy of the team. Terrible. It's atrocious. Um. But, you know. Meanwhile... Washington will be taking on the Giants this week. Giants have lost back-to-back weeks. Brian Dable said on Monday, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau reported this when the team had their first meeting on Monday. Dable said, 
season starts now, which is very true. They're seven and four. They're sitting at the sixth spot right now. These two, they play Washington this week, Philadelphia the week after, and then Washington again. They have to split with Washington. Really, go two and zero against them would be ideal, but you have to split. There and, is no other option. And Washington is the hottest team in the NFL and right now. That's not true it at is. all. They've won three games in a row. There are it three is. teams that have longer winning streaks. They're six and one since week six. The best record in the NFL. I don't care. They're not the hottest right now. That's the hottest since they are. then. They are. That's the hottest since then, yeah. I would take San Francisco, I'd take Miami, and I'd take Kansas City. I would say Washington. Them. You're a weirdo then. I would say Washington. Kansas City. Kansas. Also, six, Kansas. And, six and one, they only have the best record because they haven't had a bye yet. They have a weird week 14 bye. That's why they have the best record. Kansas, Kansas City and San Francisco are easily better teams. They're easily They only have the best record because they had a but, bye. But they had a chance Washington, to win one more game. Washington had a losing record, and now they're right, now they're almost above the Giants. They're one game back. Yeah, but they the Giants also had a six and one stretch, and yet they're still a game above. I don't care about Washington. I think they're they're good. I like the entire NFC East performing well, and it pains me that I have to dislike Washington as an NFC East team. Uh, as a fan of an NFC East team, because they are a fun team to watch. I like Taylor Heineke. I like that he is the starter. Um, but they're not the hottest team. Don't say that. Don't I, say that I am going to say that. They've beaten a whole mm-hmm. lot of nobodies besides Philadelphia. Don't say no. It's, <laughs> it's a still weirdo. a huge win. You're a weirdo. They, oh no, they, lost, they lost to Minnesota at the, at the end. Um, I was thinking that they beat them. I think they're it doesn't hot. Matter. I top still think five. I still think they're, they're not the hottest. I, I still think they're the hottest team. Top five, and I'll keep that. You're a weird guy, man. Lions, you know, going to Thanksgiving traditions, always <laughs> giving us one of the best, and that's a loss. Um, you know, giving Josh Allen way too much time on the clock at the end yeah. of that game. Um, and kind of a Thanksgiving tradition for Detroit. It's like the Giants as well. They love losing on Thanksgiving <laughs> whenever they have to play on it. Um, that's the weird thing about the Lions is. They beat the Giants. They were very competitive with Buffalo for the majority of that game. Yeah, they're a good. Team. Well, they only lost by three. They are. They are very much a good team. Um, but somehow, I don't know if it's with Dan Campbell, if it's a talent thing, quarterback play. They got to find a way to get over that hump. One hundred percent. They're close. Yeah. They're very close. I think. I definitely think Dan Campbell's the guy to keep there, though. Regardless yeah. of what happens the rest the rest of the season, he's the coach. Get him a quarterback. Get him yeah. a young quarterback. Yeah. His own one, not Jared Goff. We'll see what happens to them. The Patriots against the Vikings. A bit of controversy in this game. Did Hunter Henry catch the ball? I hate the NFL. One. Two. Sure. I think it's a catch. Good enough for me. There's nothing major. There's nothing egregious that says he didn't catch it. I think he got a hand under it. And even if it bobbled a little bit, it bobbled while he was rolling over. It didn't bobble while he was touching the ground or anything. I call it a catch. But again, I hate the NFL for having to deal with this, having to irritate every fan. Glad I'm not a New England fan. What do you think? I uh, I didn't think it was a catch. Why is um, that? Because on the replay, the laces looked like they hit the ground as Henry had his hand. It looked like his hand was on the side of it and then scooped under, sort of, when he was bringing it over. I believe you. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's you know, Again, you can't, you whatever. cannot, you cannot fully tell. Yeah, I don't think it was like you could say it was an incomplete pass, especially if it was called a touchdown at first. Yeah, you can't overturn. Um, that. I thought that's too close, and that's where you know you get into that gray rules area of confirmed or call stands. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because if you confirm it, like it's one hundred percent. But call stands is that there was a conclusive evidence to overturn it. Yeah. Um, that's why I hate the NFL. Yeah, I agree. Up. I agree. If you can't actually decide, stick with what you called, even if it's quote the wrong one, technically speaking. But yeah, yeah. Dallas looking very strong after after that uh, Thanksgiving Day game. That, that win against the hospital but also, Giants. <laughs> but also looking very strong after absolutely clobbering the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings. That's the more impressive one. That's the um, one we should talk about. Yeah. Uh, could contend with Philadelphia for the division. Sure. And yeah. they're just going to lose in the wild card <laughs> of the divisional round, so it doesn't make sense to me. Or it doesn't make a difference to me, rather. Um I don't want to talk about OBJ because as a Giants fan, I am sick of hearing about OBJ and what team he's going to and when he has his meetings, his workouts, whatever. Um, I don't think he goes to Dallas, though. I don't think so either. I think that not wide receiver room is way too filled. Exactly. He's not going to get to be player one, you know, wide you have, receiver one. I mean, you already have Michael like Michael Gallup is there, and he's the third wide receiver. Yeah, on top of everything. Um, and if you're OBJ... You understand the franchise of the Dallas Cowboys and their history as a Giants fan. They're a joke. They have been the, made fun of in the NFL for the last 30 years. Why would you want to go play for them? Why? Other teams are going to offer you more money. You're going to play less there. You're going to get the ball less. You're not any closer to winning a Super Bowl by playing for them. Why? Why would you go there? And I have some biased Giants fan in me, but even so. They're America's why? team, man. No one likes them, though. <laughs> Everyone hates the Cowboys that's, besides bandwagon Cowboy fans. That's the irony. That's why they took the America's Team slogan. The team that was originally offered it was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, and they didn't true. and they didn't want it. It's a good fun. Fact. So then they went to the, so then they went to Dallas and the Cowboys took it. I'm glad they took it <laughs> so they can lose in the first or second round every single year. Doesn't matter how many games they win. Doesn't matter if they win the division. Doesn't make a difference to me. That's what happens. That's yes, what happens. <laughs> um. Trevor Lawrence, man, the the Jags. Yep. What do you got? Fantastic, for me? fantastic week from them. Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence has arrived. You know, showing his master class on you the know, field. That's a little little much saying he's arrived after <laughs> one good game or great game. No, nah, it's fantastic not. It's not game. one, and this is why it's not consistent. And enough. this is why he's not nearly consistent. Since enough. week nine, he's been first in completion percentage, second in pass passing touchdowns to interception ratio with six to zero. Second in passer rating, 116.1, and seventh in yards per game, and that's 271.7. Since week nine? So yes. So in, what, four games, he has six touchdowns? Okay, because ETN is also rushing the ball. Didn't ETN not play? He didn't play this week. Yeah. Oh, and then he, well, he had a good game. Um, No, I don't think he has arrived yet. I think that was the best game of Trevor Lawrence's young career, and I think he's only going to go get better, but I don't want to... I don't want to say he's arrived yet because I think we are only. I think. The I think. Well, that's what I'm saying is that that's his. That's the game. That's yeah. the one. That's the one that sets the ground, and then you can only you can only build on that. Why well, think? And to and to add to that, they only had 37 rushing yards in that entire game, so they didn't even open up on on the the, you know, the rush. Like they, he didn't even have his full ability to even call plays. He was passing every single play. Um. Great win. Not to discredit uh, Jacksonville, Doug Peterson going for two. Fantastic. I'm happy for you. We need to talk about the Ravens, though. Because Four games. They're atrocious. Yeah. And uh, 
Four teams in NFL history have led by more than one possession in each of their first 11 games. Four. That's it. All time. The previous three were 11-0. and They won every single game. Baltimore's the fourth, and they're 7-4. and Yeah. So, yes, great win for Jacksonville, but John Harbaugh, Lamar, the defense, whatever is wrong there, that is terrible. Lamar's that a you're bit seven and four. Lamar's a bit lamid, if you ask me. Totally. Since the beginning, he was and, phenomenal and he, first. Two, I would say he had a he had a great first four games, mm-hmm. or first three games, and then he just dropped off. They, He's they, like non-existent. And all right, you could say you could completely make the argument how he doesn't really have very many wide receivers around him. Okay. Yeah, which is fair. But also. He's supposed to be a playmaker. Yeah. You know, he's the guy that even own. even if he can't pass the ball, Can he has it. a complete running ability. Yep. And you just have not seen that out of him in the past however many weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, like, get your stuff together, especially when you have that open up. I mean, look at, like, even just looking at this, look at Justin Fields. They yeah. saw at the beginning of the season, passing is not his strength. Make him run. He doesn't, he does he not have, his legs. he does not have great vision. His playmaaking is, or not, not playmaking. His uh, decision making is a bit Still wonky, you know. Yep. Which, okay, you could kind of credit that to last year, similar to Trevor Lawrence. You know, mm-hmm. had had a rough first year with with his coach. Um, but the whole thing is, don't make your quarterback change. Change your playbook to your quarterback strengths. Yeah. And Justin Fields excelled when they let him use his legs. Yep. Well, now Lamar is supposed to be excelling by using his legs when he needs to, but he doesn't. Yeah. And he just has been awful. He's been atrocious. Um, Good win for either way, yeah. Either way. More to come for Trevor Lawrence. I'm excited for it. I'm happy I, for I can't wait. Well. I can't wait. Love that man. Now, Jordan Love. We saw him on Sunday night. Does he have potential? No. <laughs> no. No, he doesn't. Nice touchdown to Christian Watson. That was way more Christian Watson. I would say that wasn't work, him. Though. It was not him. Um, When was he drafted? 2020? Yeah. Right? No. 2019 no, i thought it was it was 20 it was, was it 20, yeah it was 2020 um right i couldn't no it couldn't have been 2019 this isn't year four for him this is year three 2020 it is 2020 um if you're still riding the bench even if you're behind aaron Rodgers, if you're riding the bench three years later there's something clear that you are not the guy and the franchise is just holding on to you because it's you were a first year. round pick and yeah. also nobody's gonna want to trade for you yeah <laughs> because there's a reason that you're riding the bench um, no, there's no potential, not in Green Bay at least. I don't know what's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere anytime soon with all the guaranteed money he has. Um, no, <laughs> no potential, not at all. He uh, he looked good, but for the, one of the reasons that we've talked about before, and your big reason with Cooper Rush is there's no film on him. Yeah, there's no reason that he that like. Why would anyone study this guy considering he has Aaron Rodgers ahead yeah. of him? Well, I, I tell you, man, backup quarterbacks, they're good for a week. Mike White. It's that, it's that second week. It's that second week of the season, the second start for them. That's when things get bad. Colt McCoy, the last three years, has started two games, like each year. Won the first week, lost the second week. I've seen it with Mike White. Mike White was phenomenal last week. Now he takes on prime 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins, the most lethal <laughs> player in all of football. Um the backups, they're good for a bit. That's why they're the backup, though. That's why they're not the starter. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll definitely we'll talk about Mike White in a second. But 
Arizona. Does Arizona need to give Cliff Kingsbury the boot? Yeah, I think they do, and I think Kyler is not the problem. I think Kingsbury is. Um, I think Kyler has underperformed a little bit, but the underperforming isn't entirely on him. Kyler has totally underperformed. Um, I said at the start of the season that he was my 10th best quarterback, mm-hmm. um, talent-wise, talent-wise, but, totally. you know, doesn't put a lot in. I also think Cliff Kingsbury is part of the problem. Yeah. Um, this offense could be so much better than it is. Could be and should be. And yeah. Well when you have a guy that's five foot nine that can launch the ball five from foot ten. <laughs> <laughs> can launch the ball from anywhere. One thirty yard line to the touchdown and the yeah. at the other end. Um it's it's wild. Uh and you have a top five wide just, receiver yeah. in the NFL. I was gonna say D hop also just I mean, he's looked good in the games that he's played. But also a little non-existent yeah. ever since he's got to Arizona. Mm-hmm. When he was in Houston, easily a top three wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Now yeah, he just yeah. isn't really there. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, I think him and Nathaniel Hackett are the next two to go. I'm surprised Hackett still has a job. Yeah. After getting yeah dunked on by Sam Darnold and the Panthers. That's when you know you gotta. Well, that, that one more one more example of the backup thing. Nobody seen Sam Darnold playing over a year, and he steps right in, wins against Denver. Not that but also like, I don't but. Know. Sam Do- Sam Darnold is just an anomaly to me. <laughs> he's just he's not even a real person. He's an NPC. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna go into our NFL pick'em for the week. After our Thanksgiving Day games, after last week's games, or not last week, like the week before. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sitting at 39 points total on the year. Wally has 28. For every game we get correct, I'll, I'll re-explain this. For every game we get correct, we get one point. For our locks, we get two. You do not get negative points for getting a game wrong. You just get zero. Now we're going to start off for this week. What is it? Week 14? 13. Week 13? 13, yeah. Wow. Come a long way. Yeah, we have. And I'm still we have. losing by a I think we started bit. week two, right? Yeah. Yeah, so now we're at week 13. We're going to start off with your New York football giants against Washington Commanders. No. Just pencil me in. Um, doesn't matter. I'm going to pick the Giants every single time. Doesn't make a difference to me. You know, the Giants coming off of a back-to-back loss. The game is at home, and like you said, I think that the Washington Commanders and the New York Giants are going to split. Mm-hmm. I think the Giants will take the one in the Meadowlands, so I believe that the Giants will win this game. That's kind of you. I think that's a fair take as well. And the Giants are wearing their legacy uniforms. Oh, they're wearing the blue ones? Once again, and... Uh, they're undefeated in those because they've only played one game. I was say, is it one? They played one game, and it was against the Bears in week four. So, <laughs> even so. Um, next up, my first pick, game of the week, yeah. according according to most, and that is Miami versus San Francisco. Um, we talked briefly about Elijah Mitchell being out, CMC taking over. When Tua Tungavailoa plays an entire game from start to finish and he's not injured, Miami's undefeated. Yeah. They're 8-0. Oh. It just uh, blew Houston out of the water up thirty nothing at half. Guy, the starters didn't even play halfway through the third quarter. Uh, Mike McDaniel sat them down. Um, I'm very high on the Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins and I'm taking them as my lock of the week. Um, not to discredit San Francisco though. And really, might get ahead of myself a little bit here. I'm, I think Kansas City comes out of the AFC. But if another team were to come out of the AFC, Miami is my pick. I like Over that. I, I do like that pick. I do like that pick. As of you know, all these recent, you know, looking at all these teams recently, mm-hmm. um, San Francisco. I said they're the team to beat in the NFC. Yeah. This defense. I don't think it's 
like any other defense Miami has seen. Buffalo's defense is good. It's true. I think San Francisco's defense is better. It definitely is better, and Buffalo's defense was banged up yeah. when Miami played them in week three, I think it was. I think San Francisco hands Tua his first loss in a full game. A I'm going take. San Francisco. I don't blame you. It's fair. Now we're going with the legend of Mike White against Kirk Cousins' primetime 1 p.m. Uh, the New York Jets at the Minnesota Vikings. Who are you taking here? I'm taking primetime Kirk at 1 p.m. Um, and again, not to discredit Mike White, played phenomenal last week. The Jets' offense looked the best it has in years, probably. Yeah. Um, long before Zach Wilson was there. Um, but I'm taking Kirk. I'm taking the Vikings. I think they're going to get back on track. They won last week, obviously, against uh, New England. Um, but that, that 40-3 to loss to Dallas, I feel like it's still in the back of their mouths, and they still have some angry football to play. And I still think that they're a very good team. You're not as high on them, but I still think they're very good. I'm not on, as high on them. Um, you know, I have gained a little respect for them after that New England win. Um, although, you know, still the controversy you know whatever everyone says it really doesn't matter yeah um you know they won the game uh i have earned a little bit of respect for them but after that clobbering from dallas i really don't think they're that they're they're that great in the nfc even um the jets i've talked them up the entire year and i'm gonna go with them wow i'm gonna ride with them mike white you know like we said we haven't really seen much from him he is a backup but I think he's going to get the Cooper Rush treatment here. I think he's going to get them a couple wins. Get three or four wins. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this defense is great. Sauce Gardner is. Sauce yeah. Gardner against Justin Jefferson. I can't wait to That'll watch that fun. matchup. That'll be a really good um, one. I'm going the Jets in this game. Good pick. Um, next up, we got the Thursday night game. AFC East clash. A couple of heavyweights. Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots. Patriots are trying to get back on track. Uh, they've struggled a little bit coming off of that loss to Minnesota last week. Buffalo's been a little shaky last couple of weeks as well. Um, game is in New England. And because of that, on the short week, I trust Bill Belichick. I'm going to take the New England Patriots to upset the Buffalo Bills on Thursday night. Well, it's not really a short week. They're playing back-to-back Thursday night Oh, that games. is true. Both of them are as well. And on top of that, That's fair. I'm actually going with New England as well because I believe that Buffalo and New England often split the series, mm-hmm. um, especially in recent years. Uh, New England, I just think, at home against this Buffalo team, trying to bounce back. I think there's a bit of, bit of urgency in that locker room as well and to get into the playoffs. And no knock on Josh Allen. Guy's great. But recently... He's been trying to do a bit too much. Yeah, he's been turning the ball over more than yeah. anyone yeah. in the NFL. So I think I'm going with New England here. Now we're going to the Sunday night game. Mm. It's Kansas City and Cincinnati. Battle of Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. Who are you taking? I'm going with Kansas City. Yeah, I am. Um, Kansas never, City. I'm never picking against Kansas City for the entire year. Kansas City. I don't know if I said this in the in the last episode. But Patrick Mahomes, I think I believe it's since 2020, has not lost in November or December. Yeah, he's insane. He's also, uh, this isn't a um, divisional game, but I saw a stat that he's never lost a road divisional game in his yeah. NFL career. Yeah. Nobody appreciates the winning that Patrick Mahomes has done. He's, he's gonna, insane. He's going to win MVP. He does it week after yeah. week. Yeah. Um, and not to mention, like we said earlier, without Tyreek Hill, yeah. everyone thought he was done. Well, not look at where bit. he's at now. Yeah, yeah he Still he was Travis Kelsey. he was not phased. Oh, Travis Kelsey as well. Um, 
set the record for most receiving yards in a player's first 11 seasons. Oh, um, wow. Or for tight end. Tight end receiving yards in the first 11 seasons. Um, and he did it in 10 seasons. He hasn't played 11. <laughs> and his rookie year, he didn't play at all. So he did it in nine seasons, basically. He broke that record in two less seasons um, for perspective of how good Travis He's Kelsey just has insane. been his entire career. He is career. insane. He's insane, especially when you pair him with Mahomes. Uh-huh. That's, that's insane. Um, you want to bring yeah, in this last the, game? The final one, the the real game of the week. Couple of what? It's going to be sevens. It, it, hammer the over, people. <laughs> hammer the over. Jacksonville Jaguars, Detroit Lions. I know who you're going to pick. I'm going to go against you. I'm going to take Detroit. Um, I think they have a bounce back from that Buffalo loss. I think the Lions are a good team. They're better than people think they are. I think the Jaguars are also a good team, better than people think they are. They're very similar to each other. We're I, talking. I was going to say. I think. Uh, I think Jacksonville and Detroit are basically like the exact same team this year. Mm-hmm. Very lethal. Can beat whoever. Can also lose to whoever. Um, the Jaguars, I believe, only have one loss that's been more than that's been over one possession, and they're that was to it. the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, they're in a lot. Um, they're in a lot of their games. Obviously, I'm going Jacksonville, and I'm I'm locking them in. Wow. Jacksonville, only three games back from the division. They're hanging in there. Can can lock it up, and two of those games are going to be against the Titans coming up. Yeah, that works that in your favor. Fi- that final game, that Week 18, could be flexed into the night game. And ten- Tennessee plays uh, Philadelphia this week too. So there's your third. There there's we your go. Third game. There to get we back go. Into it. There we go. Uh, well, we've got those locked in. We've got you locked in to your sports on the week. But, Wally, in the meantime, while they're waiting for the next episode, where can they find us? You can hit us up at Slinging Sports on Instagram and at Slinging underscore Sports on Twitter. That is the number one way to know when an episode comes out. Great graphics go up there. All sports news. That is the place to know when you want to listen in. Yeah. Well, we're getting ready for the winter season. The winter sports, uh, we've got... The NBA heating up as well as college basketball. NCAA, I would say World Cup, NCAA football is wrapping up pretty soon. The MLB offseason has been going pretty hot right now. You know, keeping it hotter. It's gonna get it's gonna get spicy, but we'll keep you here on the Sling Sports Podcast every single week. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you in the next episode. Peace.